0: Oh, Randy, while we're um, waiting for everything.
1: Okay. Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Gateway Comics and Toys. Gateway is located at 2368 Plank Road in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our website is gatewaycomicsandtoys.com, where you can find more information about our store, including hours, new releases, and specials for the week. Our social media is under Gateway Comics and Toys as well, so you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
2: Good evening, and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, September 23rd. Everybody, we're going to have to pretend we like one another and get really close on these mics, so that means we're going to be in everybody's space. All right, uh, so again, Lost in the Long Box, Wednesday, September 23rd. I'm your host, Randall. I have my co-host, Olivia. Hello. Enos. What's up, folks? And Tommy on the Zoom. How's it going? Uh, Tommy, the reason uh, I started cutting you off going Tommy, no, Tommy, no, is because when we start, your mic bleeds through on the intro. Gotcha. So that's why I was immediately shooting you down. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so uh, how was everybody's weekend?
3: Come oh, on, good. Get- good. I went and paid a visit to Reverend Ed's <laughs> and uh, cleaned up some stuff, found a book that I went driving all over. Newport News looking for on Labor Day weekend show when I just came up to the store and got it. What was it? Uh, the um, release of the hardcover Superman, The Man of Steel, Omnibus by John Byrne. Oh,
4: right. Yes, okay.
3: So when all else fails, folks, go to Reverend Ed's. <laughs> He'll get you taken care of. He, may have, he has everything.
2: All right, cool. Uh, uh, let's go right into the news items, but I'm bumped. So let's see. Who wants to go first? Tommy, you, you go Hi. ahead and go first.
4: Yeah, I, I, I've got a few. Uh, first off, production on of the Batman has resumed, so that's good. It looks like Pattinson's uh, gotten over his, his COVID diagnosis, so glad to hear he's, he's doing well and they can start refilming that. Um, another one that I found out about, I think I found out about just today or maybe, uh, maybe yesterday, Supergirl will be coming to an end after the, 60s, after the sixth season. Try saying that again. Um, so next season, which will be the sixth, will be their, its final season. Well, remember uh, also, pro- uh, real real quick. Remember, after CBS
2: had it for the one season, they said, "Well, we're not getting enough ratings for this, um, so it doesn't
4: do well for us." But it would do well on CW, so that's why it jumped networks. Right, right, yeah, because it started out on CBS, and then I haven't watched it in a couple years. For um, I was kind of surprised when when um, when Win left and they replaced him with Brainiac. I just I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why. I
0: don't.
4: Oh yeah, I, I just I, I figured I'd, I would have liked it more with Brainiac because you know I like Brainiac as a character and you know he's part of the Legion and you know where the Legion goes, you know Matter Eater Lad can't be far behind. Oh, Maybe God. that's why. <laughs> yeah, but this
2: is a really bad version of Brainiac. I got yeah, him. he's he's kind
3: of yeah. whack, man.
4: Yeah, and you know of course it had Martian. You know the show had Martian Manhunter in it, which was something I totally one of the
3: redeeming remember. qualities <laughs> of the show. Right. Not to mention okay. Tyler Hetchlin's Superman turns.
2: Which,
4: and that's the good news.
2: Maybe the reason Supergirl is um, going bye bye is to make room for the new Superman
3: show. Right. And well, also, it, Melissa it, Benoist it is a, very pregnant. Oh, is she? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't
4: know they, that. Yeah, they said it was going to be a, it was a mutual decision to go ahead and end it between her and the, um, and the CW. They, they have been want, thinking about it because of a ratings decline. And, you know, like Ina said, she's pregnant and wants to move on to other projects as well. So it's, yeah, it's mutual.
3: Yeah, she and uh, the guy that plays Monel got married uh last year, so right. and they, and it was announced at the beginning of uh just before COVID that she was expecting so I'm pretty sure with everything coming in and happening with that, I'm sure the pregnancy had a lot to do with the decision to go ahead and so knock this in the head.
2: Did I tell you my story about when she was playing Carol Kane in uh or Carol King in Beautiful up in uh Broadway?
0: Mm mm. No.
2: So at, l- last year, um, the, the Carol King story, Beautiful, it's a musical by biography playwright. Um, she was playing Carol King. Um, and I went and looked at the packages. And of course, there was, you know, the front row and there was this VIP one where not only did you get like in the front 20 rows, but it was like front 20 rows, you know, free drinks, snacks, blah, blah, blah. But the selling feature was you got to go backstage and meet Melissa, Melissa Benoist and get her autograph. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I still so want to do this. So I was trying to convince my wife to do it, <laughs> and she didn't want to. And then um, the, the magical check with our company came, and I went online and started looking. And I said, you know what? I can just go by myself. I'll spend the weekend up in New York. Tell her I'll see you in a couple of days. Go see Beautiful. Go backstage, what have you. Um, I went and looked, and the VIP package had been sold out. <laughs> uh-huh. By, like, about two days. I'm like, all right, not a biggie. Just missed it. So, and then, of course, Beautiful goes on a road. We see it here locally. And my wife was like, oh, that was really good. And the whole time i like, couldn't go to New York so I could see it with <laughs> Melissa Benoist, could you? No. Anyway. Uh,
4: so uh, And uh, uh, the third one is, is, is definitely the, the, the piece I have is definitely the biggest one. Um, DC Universe is transforming into DC Universe Infinite, the ultimate comic book subscription. So their um, exclusive TV shows and everything is, are all going to HBO Max. And it's going to become the comic book um, subscription. It's going to have more than 24,000 comics, unlimited offline reason, reading, um, exclusive variants, and, and more, it says. Um, Pricing-wise, looks like you can get it for either $79 a month or $74.99, all in one lump sum for a year. And it looks like you'll receive a $25 voucher if you, if you uh, sign up for the $74.99 one. Or a $10 voucher if you sign up for the monthly one. So it looks like they're going to give you a gift certificate to use as part of your subscription. But you
2: know, what? we saw this coming Oh yeah.
4: That back when they first
2: announced that the existing shows were going to be moving to HBO Max. When it said the existing season of Harley Quinn was going to HBO Max, that was the writing on the wall. And then, of right. course, the Justice League Zack Snyder cut was going to be on HBO Max everybody saw
4: that okay we know where this is headed right
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right we knew
4: this was coming i'm I'm glad they're keeping the comic book subscription service i i don't have my dc universe subscription anymore but i may uh might may pick this back well, up it also like gonna...
2: you, you know why they're doing this they're doing this to mirror the whole disney plus with the marvel show yep because the big speculation oh. is a lot of the marvel movies are going to start showing
4: up on disney plus along with their original series yeah So and um this change that looks like it starts on january twenty first so it'll be the beginning of you know beginning of next year um pretty cool um and as part of the move and everything too harley Quinn season three has been announced right so.
2: and, I, and I, well, I think they even said that that was um even before it got announced that it was going to go straight to uh, hbo max it wasn't even going to
4: hit d c universe so and i'll tell you i'm I've, I've never been a huge fan of Harley Quinn as the comic book character but uh that series is pretty good. The, the show rocks. I do like the show. Yeah, I, I do like the show, but I, I, I do enjoy her, her show.
2: Also, uh, did you guys see that they dropped the trailer for WandaVision? Yes. I was yes.
1: going to bring that up. I'm really excited I saw that, that they dropped the trailer,
4: but I have not seen it yet. does it, it look? Cool.
2: It looks good. really cool. Well, here we, here we go, Tommy. Time for Randall's shameless plug. <laughs> it looks strongly based off of Tom King's Vision series.
4: Oh, of course it does.
2: <laughs> Which I, I actually bought that on a whim as a, as a hardcover signed edition at AwesomeCon a couple of years ago, and it was fantastic. I was like, oh, my God, this is really good. Um, so if you haven't read that series and Disney takes directly from that, I would suggest reading that mm-hmm. because there's a huge – well, Olivia, you know, you've read it, right? There, there's a huge um, 180 that thing takes about issue three or four. So,
4: Is this where your love affair with Tom King began? Was with this, with <laughs> it, this it, it or read it already? Already
2: started. You know, I'm just not even going to fight anymore. All right. Fine. <laughs> I'm
4: just curious. yeah you know, so everyone you know, falls it, in love sometime. And in the news,
2: <laughs> kill, uh, Mad Men, kill uh, Tommy's mic, please. Gotcha. Um, oh yeah. By the way, everybody, Mad Men, working the boards. Hello, See the poor I'm guy sits too. behind these monitors, and I forget he's there. I have. I think I have my hour just, every week. I soon. think this <laughs> stuff just magically happens is what's going on. Um, big news: Henry Cavill has resigned as Superman. Um, now, what I did not know is apparently he made a pitch to Warner Brothers for a Superman project that they okay. were very enthusiastic about, and he got a three-picture deal. Um, and then it said it's three films plus future cameos in other DC projects, so we're ah, estimating anywhere from five to six movies.
1: That's awesome.
2: Which I'm guaranteeing you two of those are going to be Black Adam and Shazam, too. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I read that. the The thing that just really struck me was the actual part about
5: Henry Cavill gave them a pitch, Uh, and they said, "You know what? That's a good idea. Let's go with it." So. Well, you have to be, Henry Cavill, to be able to, make a pitch like that. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta be a really good actor, have a lot of clout with these people in order to get that kind of. Right. Well, you've also had you've already played the part, has him inside and say, "Look, I know what you need to do here." Oh yeah, sure. But I mean, I think that. uh, Uh, any, like, very accomplished or very well, you know, like, take Deadpool, for example, the Deadpool movies.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. All
5: right? I mean, that was Ryan Reynolds pushing a lot of that through. Absolutely, right. And so, I mean, in, I mean he had to put a lot of work in. He was in a lot of horrible movies before he, you know, got to that level where he, <laughs> you know. And,
3: but he was making his money from aviation gin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God.
5: Really?
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Moving it's along. It's delicious. Olivia, what's your news item? <laughs>
1: Well, I was going to talk about the fact that Exorcist Creation came about today. This is Marvel's next big event. Um, it has a lot of tie-ins, a lot of one-shots. I definitely suggest figuring out what you want and putting in an order ahead of time, but it's going to be huge. Um, supposedly, there's going to be a couple first appearances of um, a bad guy, and then there's going to be a twist bad guy. So not too much information on that right now, but it's definitely one to watch out for.
2: Awesome. By the way, I finally got around to reading that Wonder Woman last week with the uh, premiere of Liar, Liar. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I'm going to jump on board because...
1: It's getting good. It is.
2: And and I haven't been reading Wonder Woman in a while. Enos, what do you got?
3: Yesterday on the the talk, they interviewed Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Now, if you remember in Black Panther, he played T'Challa's uncle, who was um, Killmonger's father. And he spoke about uh, Bozeman, yes, and he kind of gave a little shit, some um, light on uh, what possibly is going to be done with the uh, Black Panther franchise by making this statement. There is no replacing the epitome in grace and dignity. Uh, Chad was the perfect T'Challa. May he rest in peace. May he rest in power, man, bright light, boy. That being said, I believe that Chad would feel the same way. The story of Black Panther is bigger than one person. And uh, that just
0: tells me that um they have been listening, but
3: the wheel, once it was announced that Chadwick had passed, there was wheels in motion on what was going to be done. I have a feeling that we're going to see Sterling K. Brown in a flashback from this, so I think he has a little bit of insight, and then it just tells me that um, do not be surprised if T'Challa is if uh the if the T'Challa is actually recast.
2: Well, isn't there also wasn't there also a report that um, who, who was it in the movie Killmonger right? Killmonger mm-hmm. wasn't there a report that there's already a or a Killmonger movie in production or in the works or being. So, so
3: there's there's been some scuttlebutt about that, but you know, like everything is being said, nothing's being been confirmed. True. Gotcha. So but um but but if he hadn't have played in this movie, it would have been a no brainer who Bozeman's replacement would have been. Right, right. And and, and and um and how ironic that it would that that lightning would have struck twice because Chadwick Bozeman's first acting job was on All My Children when he questioned the background of the character, they replaced him with Michael B. Jordan. And how ironic if Michael B. Jordan had not been in this picture, he would have. I'm on. I would bet every dime I have in my pocket that he would have been the front runner to replace T'Challa, and, or, or be the new T'Challa if he had not been in Black Excalibur. But, but just like I said in the, in the post that I wrote on Facebook, he's he has epitome, he has solidified that character. It's his. Leave it alone. That right. that's the only one who can play it. It's funny how many
2: of these great actors um, started on soap operas. Yeah. And then you find footage of them on a the soap opera and see them all overacting. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: I, watched, I grew up watching Christopher Reeve on Love of Life. Okay, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> back.
2: I, I will <laughs> freely admit so when I, I was see. in high school, the one that I got hooked on, was Young and the Restless Yo, mm-hmm. during the oh whole Nikki era and,
4: and Victor and oh, the pregnancy. Man, Nikki was <laughs> fly back then, man. <laughs> okay. I have to admit to being a fan of all my children back in the day. I'm
3: right. right. Man, Susan
2: Lucci, enough said. And then it was really bad when I went back to school and I was complaining about I wasn't getting to see my soap. <laughs> and then my mother made a mistake second telling me that the washington post every sunday printed a recap of the soap opera. i was like really yeah and it was over
0: <laughs> so. yeah, yeah
4: my, my stepmother kept me informed while i was at while i was in school but yeah every, <laughs> every day every day at lunchtime when i during the summer when um you know i was out playing with my friends i made sure to come home to watch well
2: all it, my it was bad because i had a friend i went to his house one summer and he's watching young and a restless and i sat down with them. And like the third or fourth day, I went. What the hell am I doing? Why am I watching this? And yeah, then- <laughs>
3: because like I was the same way. One day I looked. I went and I had to just sat down and I watched. After that, watching for a while, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and then like, why can't I get up? <laughs> and uh, but I also another actor I watched when I was in high school, John Glover. Yep. On okay. Search for Tomorrow. All
2: right, get off the soap operas. Damn. Um, so Olivia, go ahead and and break Tommy's uh, balloon here. How many episodes of X of Swords is there?
1: The main series is going to be 22 issues. Damn, holy cow. Yep. You ain't heard
2: <laughs> nothing yet. Tell me about the Alex Ross covers. Go ahead.
1: Oh, the <laughs> Alex Ross Timeless Variants. See. Um, they started coming out about two, three weeks ago. They're going to be spread out between pretty much every single Marvel title that's coming out between September and October, possibly some into November. If they get pushed back, there are 33 of them.
4: Of course, there are.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, I guess I so, wore this for shirt appropriately <laughs> tonight. I expect I,
0: nothing
4: less than than thirty three. But I with, was figuring, you know, you you think that they're going to have to go for a record? I'm going to need fifty covers, <laughs> <50 laughs> Covers—that's what I'm going to need. You so, can do this. You can do this if you put your mind to it. I
1: know you can. Oh, I'm sure they could. Alex Ross did. It's a big mural that he did for Marvel. He was commissioned to do mural for their main office and. He ended up spreading it out, and he had 33 characters. And, of course, they're going to repurpose it and try to make money on it. Oh, the is that
3: the ones that covers. they've been showing with all the single portraits? And they put... Ah, because yeah. I picked up yeah. Captain America yeah. Saturday. All
4: right, I have to admit, it's, if they're Alex Ross covers, there, there might be a few in there. Oh, they're going to be good. I they're oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they're you just, just don't need 33
2: like, of them. If oh, yeah. you want to make money, do a, like a, a 24 by 26 poster and be done with it. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably coming after the 33 covers. Oh, oh, yeah. Sure. Oh,
3: your poster's coming. I'm
2: sure. All right. Show and tell. It's a game we play when we want to say. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with Enos. Uh, and I have to actually hold this one because this is the first time our show and tails are so thick that I can't <laughs> put them all up on the easel. Um, so, Madman, hit the camera. And we have Daredevil 171. That's a pretty cover. Yes, it is. And as you can see, Randall's having a very hard time keeping this up here. Because literally, it will not stay on the easel if I, if I let it go.
5: <laughs> kicking into my face. Right. Uh, who's this cover? Frank Miller. Okay. Very nice.
2: Now, tonight's episode, we're talking about the first Secret Wars, the one that started it all. So, Olivia is kicking us off <laughs> with Secret Wars number one. This is actually the entire set here. Um, uh, funny story is, her and I both had the same problem that we went to go read Secret Wars and went, crap, I don't actually have Secret <laughs> Wars. <laughs> um, and she was actually in the shop. with. And it's funny, I looked in the shop last week for the trade, and she didn't have it. And went, okay, well, I'll, I'll just use the, the Marvel app on the iPad Tommy gave me, which doesn't load. And I'm like, well, crap, I can't read it. She went looking for the back issues, and they were gone, and went, crap, now I can't <laughs> read it. And then, unfortunately, this set just came in, so... We are both of. I uh, haven't been able to read it. All right, back to the camera, please. And here we have um, Madman brought this in. I'm actually going to be borrowing this after this show. The entire collected edition of Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, um, and it is just uh, Secret Wars one. It doesn't have two in there, right? As far as you
4: Correct. know.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Madman. Two, is, two um, is
4: junk. You didn't. You're not missing anything.
2: Well, yeah, we'll we'll touch on that briefly. But, yeah, guys, this is... Actually, they've probably changed the cover since then. I don't know what edition this is. Um, but most comic shops will have this on their shelves because it is kind of Marvel canon, except for the one that I went to, apparently.
1: I ordered so. more. I ordered more. <laughs> we have more coming. Yeah,
4: it's a very 90s-looking cover.
2: Yeah, it, it is. is.
1: Um, and yeah, then,
2: is. the one that I have, the issue that is the, the granddaddy of the entire series... Yeah. Oh, it is. Issue number eight, first appearance of the black suit Spider-Man. Well, that or, what is it, Amazing Spider-Man 252, depending on Uh who you're talking to. Yeah, depending Uh on who you talk to. (laughs) Tommy, do you have a show and tell that ties in with the Secret Wars?
4: Well, no, because you guys used number eight and number one, so I have them both.
0: (laughs) Okay.
2: So just wooly Tommy out. Go back to the camera, Madman. And then, because Secret Wars had done so well... There was a Secret Wars 2, which Madman has brought in Secret Wars 2, number, what is it, 4 and 5, right? What is this one? Uh, I think it's like 2 and 9 or something like that. I don't know why I picked them up. Uh, well, this is kind of interesting because uh, this was, how many issues was this? And this was another 12, right? It was a 9. So nine this is issue issues. 2. Um, and we'll talk about this briefly after we do the main one. So this is issue 2 that he brought in here. And then this is the issue, issue 4. four. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought they were 4 and 5. This 2 and 4. Um, now there is something good does come out of this series, actually, which we'll touch upon if we have time, um, at the end of it. Um, so Secret Wars, jump on into that. Um,
4: what do you want to what I have or no? I guess not.
2: No, I don't want to see what you have. No, what do you got?
4: I have Sandman number one. Nice silver age. Oh, Kirby the Kirby Sandman.
5: Oh, cool. Nice. I got one of those the as well. Kirby,
4: uh, Silver Age Sandman. There's a funny story behind this. You might remember this, Randy. You were there with me when I bought it. We were at Awesome Con, and the guy had uh, forty dollars on this as a price tag and he had a had had it listed in a box, I think that was like ten um, percent off or something like that. So I went up to him and I said, Okay guy, I'm down to my last twenty-seven oh, dollars. this, yeah. it's Like, <laughs> I would like to buy this book. Will you sell it to me for twenty-seven dollars? And he looked at me and laughed, he goes, That is so specific. <laughs> 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 I got it for twenty-seven dollars.
2: It, it was. It was the last. day. It was like a Sunday, right? It was the last day of the con. Yeah, It was the
4: last day, and I was down. Like I said, I was down to my last twenty-seven dollars. And, and
2: he was saying, "I got to find something for twenty-seven dollars." I went twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> that is the last I have to spend. I'm like, and I went, "Like, what about food or drink? It doesn't count. So I, this is just con money." I'm like, "Oh, okay." That was
1: my question. Was like, was that gas money, or are you know, no. like hitchhiking no, home because you needed more money? That was just the money, just the money
4: I had put away. That was just the money I'd put away for the con, and I had to spend spend it all because. You know, if, if I came home with any money and my wife said, well, did you spend all your money? And I said no, and then I had $27 left, then I probably wouldn't be able to negotiate as much money the following year to be able to take. You have to spend it all. Or you it's just like, lie and say, it's yeah. Like I've... A, it's like a government project. Yeah, like you know? How long have, have you been
2: married budget. and you don't know any of this? <laughs> anyway, but I do remember that because I was looking through another box and I hear him over there. I got
4: exactly twenty-seven dollars, and I just snickered. I'm like, "Really? Is this what we're doing now?"
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right. Show up to you some of those nice uh, Star Trek comics I bought that year too. Oh those man, were cool. they were pretty.
2: I'm really upset that I didn't buy all those off of that guy last year. Well, maybe I'll get them this year. All right. So, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars was actually the title of the series. Um, we all just refer to it as Secret Wars. Um, and I forgot about this. This thing actually started to promote toys.
4: Yes. Wait, oh, yeah. I had some of these mm-hmm. toys. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Randy and Enos probably didn't because they're they're because they're much older than us. <laughs> man.
5: Yep. Well.
3: Uh, well, yeah, because I was seventeen when this came out. But, right. Well,
4: yeah, it
2: was 1984, I a... <laughs> so I would have been uh, uh, ni- uh, yeah, seventeen. Um, so been... 84 to April 95, um, written by Jim Shooter, which is probably why it didn't tank for a toy tie-in. Right. Um, and then Mike, Zeck, and Bob Layton both did the art on it. Um, now, here's, here's what's kind of interesting about being a toy line and why none of us kind of really put that together anymore. At this point, Marvel had already had success with, like, Micronauts and ROM. Yeah. Um, so we were already used to the successful toy comics, and it just never really dawned on us that this was what, going, what was going on. Plus, if I remember correctly, didn't that toy line tank? Yes, it
4: did, because yeah. <laughs> the toys were whacked. i thought they were pretty cool i like the i like the uh, secret wars toys i had captain america i had the black costume spider-man i had um magneto i just remember they had
3: them goofy shields on the wolverine look kind of goofy man i didn't
4: have wolverine
2: i just kind of really remembering the the really bad dr doom that came out of this wearing that (laughs) weird tunic and the green band is around his leg
4: yeah yeah i think i had dr doom too
2: um, and yeah. then it had a bunch of tie ins. So, like Amazing Spider Man 251, 252, which is again the whole argument of which is the actual black uh, first appearance of the black suit. Um, but one of the things that came out of this that was really interesting to me was the thing from issue 10 to 22, which we'll talk, talk, um, touch on as we go. Um, but all of these tie in issues were like only two issues. Like Avengers was only 242 and 243, um, and then Hulk was 294, 295. But I find it interesting that X-Men was 178 through 181. Why'd it get such a longer tie-in?
1: Yeah, and then Thor, like, skipped a bunch of issues. Right, exactly.
5: So that's what I don't get. Well, I think it's probably because in the comic books that they mention it. Like, well. Like, even if they just mention it, like, you know, in passing. You know, you know, you know just one, one sentence if somebody say, you know, Spider-Man got that black costume, then it'll be put in the record books as a, a mention. Right. Uh, it's officially a crossover at that point. Oh, that could be true, yeah.
2: Yeah, it could be nothing actually happens in on 179. Someone just mentions when did Spidey get that black costume, and boom, it's a tie-in.
3: <laughs> Not to mention, while this was going on, this miniseries tied in or took place during the major storylines of X Men, Thor, and the Fantastic Four during John Byrne's run on Fantastic Four, Simonson's run on Thor. That's why Thor was was the one that had the least amount of participation because it didn't really tie into what simonson was doing cuz they had started with 337
2: yeah but come on dude a 40 issue gap <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey hey look all, all i remember was the one where there was like if you want to cut this out and glue it i said hell no i ain't messing up my thoughts man <laughs> and then and then of course uh the me and me and randy got the thrill of our lives when we bought that dog uh, Fantastic Four, and there was She-Hulk at the end. Oh, then. Lord, mm. was that the thrill of my life. Man, okay. yeah. loved it.
2: So, for for you guys who haven't read this, and you can uh, run out here and get it, it is on the Marvel app, at least I think it's on the Marvel. Oh, yeah, it is. I just remembered. It, it's on there. It's so on it. Marvel. And Marvel. Um, That's why This all starts
4: about a year ago.
2: This all starts because we get this whole cosmic entity, the Beyonder, um, whose whole thing was he'd been observing the, uh, the super entities on Earth, both villains and heroes, and he wants to and dissect, well, what is it that's making you guys fight? What do you keep doing this? So he snags a whole bunch of them at random and puts them on this battle world that he creates, which creates a, in my mind, creates a problem down the road, but we'll get there. (laughs) Um, But, so he has a whole bunch of heroes and villains, so like, um, I I had it. So on the villains, he has like Absorbing Man, Doctor Doom, Doctor Octopus,
1: the Enchantress,
2: Kang the Conqueror, Claw, Lizard, Molecule Man, who is the one who has a major upgrade in Secret Wars two. Actually, um, I think it's funny that Galactus was recruited for this. Who immediately just said, well, "I don't care about your battle. I'm gonna start constructing my machine to eat this planet." <laughs> 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 you remember and that? He,
0: take,
4: he takes off immediately. Yeah,
5: yeah.
4: yeah. He just says, I I "Not have time for this." Well, I think uh, no. He went
5: after the Beyonder first, yeah. right? And then got spat yeah. back, and then he decided to eat the planet.
2: Um, but we also get the first appearance of the two uh, villainesses, Titan and Volcana, who never really went anywhere. Um, but what I do love, this is also one that gave us the Julia Carpenter Spider-Woman, mm-hmm. who had spider- the black suit, like yep. Spider-Man got. Because um, I remember I was really upset when we lost mm-hmm. Jessica Drew and there was no more Spider-Woman series. Right. Um, but I could get behind Julia Carpenter. I was yeah. all right with this character. Um, and yeah, of course-
4: I, like, I liked her, her costume
0: better than... Um- you know, quite a bit. I mean, I, I thought it was, it, it was a good look.
2: So, uh, also, too, the X-Men is on this, but then they, in classic X-Men style, kind of separate from the rest of the superheroes. Uh, which didn't really make a lot of sense, because you're both there with the same purpose. Aren't you going to
4: eventually cross paths if you're still fighting the villains? Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, they Put they, if, if, in, the, in the first issue, Magneto is paired with the heroes. Yes. And, of course, everyone wanted to, you know, kick him out and get rid of him and everything. The X-Men kind of stood up for him because he was a mutant.
2: Well, Magneto, just like Galactus, decides, okay, this is beneath me. And he kind of goes off on his own as well. Right. Um, So does Doom. Who wants to take what happens in issue one?
4: Uh, I can go over some issue one stuff here. Sure. So we we get a good look at the heroes in the beginning. Um, We have an intelligent Hulk to start with, which was never one of my favorite Hulks. But, you know, we do. Um, and they all, all are, of course, bewildered and, and everything about where they are when they're told that they have to fight each other to the death to get their heart's desire. Um, as Randy mentioned, uh, Galactus takes, takes off after the Beyonder. And as Madman mentioned, he gets smacked down pretty quick. Um, Ultron had attacked everybody
0: before, before being snuffed out by Galactus. And let's see here. Yeah, this is where...
4: Black is getting snuffed out. You said the like you said, the X Men go off on their are, are kinda of on their own. Magneto, like you said, is it's beneath him. Um, the issue ends with the bad guys attacking the good guys and setting up to set up issue number two.
2: Right, because isn't the first issue. Pretty much both sides getting their little base of all their secret weaponry and finding out what they have uh, at yep. their disposal.
4: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. They're kind of getting everything set up and and figuring out what they, you know, what they have, and and the bad guy, our bad guys, get set up a little bit quicker than the uh, than the good guys and come right after them.
2: Which is funny that the the villains in this seem to um, get themselves um, monopolized quicker or organized. Yeah. Organized. Thank you. This. Um, And then, so issue two is our first battle royale, right? Uh,
4: Yes.
3: Okay. There was something funny in number one that I liked. Oh, what was that? There was a small panel, I think it was on page three, uh, where you saw the lineup of all the different heroes. And they're introducing themselves. And the Hulk says, I, of course, am the Hulk. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's right. We, we, we have Banner controlling I thought, the body. I point. thought that was the funniest dog on because he's supposed to be the intelligent one. Like, is like, okay, y'all know who I am because y'all are probably going right. to come after me a couple of times because I tore up stuff. Y'all know who and, I am. And
4: also, keep, also, another good part with that, too, is when, when Reed Richards says that big, long, complicated thing about where they are,
0: he just... Robo Bill. Coming out of the hole. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Mark. Secret like Wars.
2: But oh, Mark had a comment. Yeah, yeah, we're,
3: yeah Mark, we're talking about Secret Wars, the How first one.
2: Wars. Right, not to be confused with the 2015 one, which is just Secret War, right? Yeah, right. To leave the S off. Um, I did like, even though I didn't read it. Um, apparently, there was a 2015 special, like Deadpool Secret Wars, where you find out he was supposedly actually at Battle World and participated, but something the Wasp did made everybody forget about him. <laughs> Really? Say what?
1: This <laughs> seems like classic Deadpool.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't know that either. You know, it's like I read this and I'm like, <laughs> really? I, I, I didn't read this story. Um, so I, I did think that was kind of a funny they pulled the wool over his eyes. Um, one of the things that happens in Secret Wars that I absolutely loved, and I guess maybe I'm just cold-hearted or what have you, this is the end of the Colossus romance with Kitty Pride.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, okay.
2: I, well... I was one of those people when they put him together in X Men, kept thinking the same thing. Dude, she's thirteen. Yeah, man, I was.
3: That's what I was thinking because I think but he was either he was either eighteen or nineteen, right. and it was like. And well, but to his credit, Colossus was doing everything he could to leave her alone, right. you know, to keep his distance from her. But Kitty, man, she was like, there was one um, X Men book that did um, when Paul Smith was doing the art, very underrated artist. She asked him to just stand there and, like, you know, close your eyes because he thought she was doing some art project. She jumps up in his arms, surprise, and lays one arm right. on and he topples over. I thought it was hilarious, but he's like, what do I got to do to get rid of this girl? She won't right. leave me alone.
5: Right. So, and that was that was all covered in that series, uh, Kitty Pride Jailbait. <laughs> <laughs> right? Pretty
2: much. Neil, let me stop, let me stop. <laughs> You know, you know what you make me think of when you said that? Um,
3: bless you. Bless
2: you. Boom Studios did the, um, the two series. The first one was uh, Irredeemable, about the hero who flips. But then they had um, the follow up series after that, Incorruptible. And in that, the um, Plutonian's um, arch villain, um, Max Damage, who was the villain all the time, he now flips and he becomes the hero um, because, you know, Plutonian is now the villain. Right. Um, they're both written by Mark Wade. I you going to say, didn't Mark Wade, they're, they're Wade both write Mark that? Wade, yeah, really man. But in Incorruptible, the, the bad guy, Max Demich, had his girlfriend um, who literally was named Jailbait in the series, and she was underage. And, and there's a scene where she's about ready, you know, she's ready to go, and he goes, No, we can't do this. You're underage. And she's like, What? That's never stopped me before. And he's are like, Well, this is, a, you know, things are different now. And so. God. <laughs> All right, what happens in issue two? Who's got it? Go
0: right.
4: Well, of course, we have the fight between the good guys and the bad guys, and we start getting some more separation here as, as far as um, you know, getting their bases set up. Magneto, as you mentioned, gets off on his own. The X-Men get off on their own. One of, the, one of the more important parts of this is towards the end of issue two when Ben Grimm reverts back to being a human.
2: Right. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Ben Grimm now gets the power to revert at will during this.
4: But at this point, he doesn't know that. He just becomes human all of a sudden.
2: And doesn't it happen, like, in the middle of the fight? Yeah, in the middle <laughs> of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Poor timing.
4: Right. But yeah. right. I seem to remember, and uh, I think Olivia's
2: going to find it, there's actually a great panel where everybody's fighting. You see the background, the fight going on, and Ben's standing there going, uh-oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. He becomes he becomes human again. So at this point, like you said, he doesn't know that he has the ability to to switch back and forth. He just knows he's a human
0: again.
2: Right. Well... And it only is while he's on Beyonders Battle
5: World here.
0: Yep. Right.
2: Because that will come into play um, when, right at the end of the series when he gets his own series. Right. Yep. Well, no, he already had his own series.
4: Oh, really? Uh, yes. See, yeah. He, he was already. He, the thing was already a a, you know, a thing. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing was already a, a, a thing.
3: It's the thing, man.
4: <laughs> right? The- and G. I forgot. We always we always replace that with a...
3: Uh, That's right. He was the thing. He was already a thing.
4: Right. We, we like to replace our eyes with A's here <laughs> on Boston. <All> right. Absolutely. <laughs> Bomp thang, man, man thang, and giant sized man thang. Giant oh, sized man thang. Here we go again.
3: <laughs> it just sounds dirty. <laughs>
5: That's why I want it. What happens in issue because three? <laughs> yeah.
1: All
3: right. Uh, your Man, maybe maybe you're the best, bro. You're the best.
1: One of my favorite things about flipping through all the old books is actually the like rereading cl- them, the, the old ads. ads. Yeah. Like sending. See, in- that's
4: the one thing that that's probably the worst thing about reading stuff like this on Marvel Unlimited is you don't have the ads. Right.
1: Three and, and those ads
4: are amazing.
2: Well, that's actually what I like about all these new collector, like one dollar True believers, is they're reprinting
4: all the original ads with them mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that's a that's a huge plus for me. It's like I want to see the ads. Tell you know, the truth,
3: they, how many they, of y'all ate a lot of Twinkies, Twinkies and hostess cupcakes because of them darn ads?
4: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I have never had a Twinkie before in my life.
4: Oh, I'm, you're I'm missing never out. Had
1: a Twinkie? I've had like the the little hostess cupcake ones, but
4: you gotta ha- you gotta have the fruit pies, the the hostess oh. fruit pies. That's what that's what got me on. was, was the Marvel. Comics you
2: know, ad. the hostess fruit pies was when uh, I I don't know they. The lemon was a good one. The cherry was kind of
4: okay. Avoid the apple like the plague.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. I've never liked apple pie.
3: For me, it was always the
2: cupcakes. All right. Issue three. We're supposed to be talking about issue three. What are you guys? Is that
1: issue
3: three? That's this two. is issue three. This is issue three. three. Damn. See, she switched up. Oh, she quick. I
1: did. I did. I jumped ahead. Olivia's quick, man. Issue three. It starts out with Magneto kind of hiding off on his own. You have the Wasp coming in, talking to him. This
4: um, must be where she makes Deadpool forget, everybody forget that Deadpool was there. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I'm looking through issue three right now and I, I don't see him. So I think she did a pretty good job
2: of it. <laughs> I, I need to find that issue and find out at what moment did Wasp do whatever it was that made, made them forget he was there.
1: Well, I want to know exactly why, because I think Deadpool would have been helpful. I mean, he a fairly helpful hero for the most part, even if he's... Kind of a jerk sometimes. And well, maybe
5: Deadpool sussed terrible. out that uh, Wasp was about to throw herself at at Magneto, and, yeah. Could and be. she zapped him because of it. Yeah. Well, my or,
3: or maybe he just like he does and everything else just didn't shut up.
5: Yeah.
2: Suppose I think it's something she does accidentally too. It's not like it was a planned thing. We're talking about things that didn't happen in Secret Wars, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, uh, so issue three looks like it's more just fighty fighty
1: fighty
4: fighty um well, we, we, do good, we do get a good shot of one of iron man's better armor um attachments the uh the roller skates
2: oh no, oh, <laughs> go.
4: no those go way armor back why yeah man a Pair of roller skates
2: now okay so here's my question was that one of the toys
4: uh, i don't believe a roller skate iron man was a toy
5: I don't think any kid would want to play with that.
2: Because wow. it's, it's so obvious that the new characters, um, Titana, Volcana, um, the <coughs> Julia Carpenter Spider-Woman, it was obvious those
5: were geared up for the toys. So it's like, well, okay, we're going to make these toys. We've got to put these out here, too. Um, well, if you notice, they're all female characters. Right. Because they wanted to sell those same toys to girls. and, Right. Well. I, I just, I don't, it's, it's a hard market to try to, when it comes to action figures, boys buy those. Right. Yeah. That is true. Plus Just generally speaking. I think the DC Superpowers um collection was doing
2: pretty good and Marvel's like I was was to to say I think think was was
3: the why why the Marvel Secret Wars Wars tanked because right right they were were the the Superpowers came in with a vengeance and they sold like hotcakes Yes.
4: Well, but also, also a issue issue three, we have Spider Man attacking the X Men and pretty much winning the fight. Oh, yeah. Mark mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Like single well,
5: handedly, single handedly right. against the, the X Men now. <laughs> yeah.
4: And Professor X is able to walk. Yep. We have a walking Professor X and a Spider Man taking on and defeating the X Men. Well,
2: aren't they more or less uh, saying that his uh, paralysis was always psychosomatic at this point with Fishy 3? Is isn't that what they're trying to say? Or does Beyonder just heal his legs?
4: I've, if I remember correctly... Because why he, wouldn't you just have kept
2: that going into the next issue or, <laughs> or going back to the regular Earth?
4: Yeah, he kept it going back. If, if I remember correctly, he kept it going back to regular Earth for a time where he was still able to walk because, he had, because there was confrontation between him and Storm. Storm was the leader of, of the X-Men, but he was able to walk again, so he was wanting to take over like, all the leadership.
5: Mm-hmm. So Battleworld was like the island and Lost. Yeah.
4: Right, absolutely. Interesting.
2: Except there wasn't there wasn't a machine that they had to reset every twenty (laughs) four hours. Let's go ahead, issue four.
1: One more thing in issue three. Oh, I like the Doc Ock, Hawkeye fighting. Hawkeye says, "Get away from her, Turkey." To Doc (laughs) Ock, all the just all the cheesy insults and everything too. And I also love the Hulk in the diaper
5: ad on the back. (laughs) Get a subscription. Yeah.
3: What well a way to bring in a new year.
1: Get a 14-issue subscription for only $6, 43 cents a copy. Oh.
2: Now, here's that the sad thing. <laughs> I didn't have the $6 and whatever cents at that time to spare to get a, a subscription. I had to buy these things, you know, weekly and yeah. monthly as it came out. Um, I, I was hard-pressed that they would just pull $7 out to send up a subscription. I mean, I wasn't buying books for three weeks if I did that. Yeah. You know?
1: That's so. It's It's just still so strange for me to comprehend, like, 40-cent comics, 25 cents a comics, It's just interesting.
5: Well, it's because also, you know, I'm, I talked about this on my show last week and, or two weeks ago, I can't remember. But uh, I used to go around my neighborhood and collect cans. Oh, for, an opos- for, for the, the yeah. money, yeah. And, you know, you'd get like, you know, 78 cents and you're sitting there, you know, it's like, all right, well, comic book, obviously, I'm getting a comic book.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah,
5: And right. then maybe a soda, because a soda was about 25 cents. Right. You know, and then a bunch of penny candy like Tootsie Rolls and Fireballs. Yeah, yeah, man. Or Mary Jane's, atomic
4: fireballs, man. I used to like spend my money at at Seven Eleven on comic books and a big gulp.
3: Absolutely. Oh yeah,
2: big gulp was it, boy? Every Saturday, I got my pile of comics and a big gulp, and I would sit in the like the little family room for the rest of the afternoon, and I was done. Uh, Olivia has moved on to issue.
1: I jumped to issue five. All right, sweet, go for it. I jumped a little ahead. So, the Battle of Four Armies was the next big battle that oh, I remember, yes. at least. Um, which kind of seems like, so you have the X-Men, you have the Avengers, um, the Fantastic Four paired up with who?
0: They were with Doom, Help right?
1: Well,
4: Doom? well before, mm-hmm. we, before we skip to issue five, Go issue four it. was okay. the one that, that uh, the Molecule Man dropped a mountain on
2: him. Oh, is okay. that it? <laughs> I thought sure. that happens later, like in issue six.
4: Now, that's an issue four where he dropped the mountain on him, and we saw that again in, in the Avengers uh, Endgame. Movie.
5: Oh, that's right. That's when Doom started, like, cozying up next to him, right?
4: Right. That's when, when Doom started sucking up to him, realized yeah. how powerful he was, and started kind of sucking up to him, well, which makes perfect sense.
2: Is th- then also got the great cover about underneath this mountain, you know, the thing, blah, 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 and he's not happy. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was – what was really great about that um, was you actually saw just how powerful the Hulk, Hulk was when there was a, an intelligence driving it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt.
0: Because
2: I remember what's really great about that. The mountain gets dropped. You don't see anything happening. And then all of a sudden you realize that he's just sitting there holding it off of all of them.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he's like, is everyone
5: good? Crawl out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mark says the thing on the cover was uh, Hulk is, this is the Hulk. The Hulk is not happy or something like that. Wasn't that on the cover? It I is. think so.
0: It's- <laughs>
4: Well, yeah. It is, and it, it's a great, it's a great cover, and this, and this is the, um, you know, and you know, remember, he's able. One of the big reasons he's able to hold that whole mountain up is because we all know with the Hulk, the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets.
5: Well, yeah. and then Reed Richards kept like saying things to, you know, upset him. Here it is. Right. Beneath one hundred and fifty billion
2: tons stands the Hulk, and he's not happy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and this is also at the end of this one. When we when we see Galactus do one of these numbers. Yeah. Oh right. (laughs) He's getting ready
2: to eat. Well, remember too, and it was funny because when the Fantastic Four get taken for this, we only get Reed, Johnny, and the thing. We we leave Sue at home holding the bag. How sexist is that? Well, Well, actually, she just had a kid. She um she had Had just just had Franklin. She miscarried. This was when she
3: miscarried and. They enlisted Doctor Octopus to try to save her because of the radiation. Oh, right. Um, it it was complicating her pregnancy, and she wound up losing the baby. So that's why she uh was um yeah she was pregnant, and I think um losing the child came after Secret War. Okay.
2: Um, and then excuse me, Lord. Are we, are we still on Issue 5 or are we
4: on Issue 6? Yeah, we're on, we're on to Issue 5 now. I just want to make sure we bought some, up some of that stuff because that was a pretty cool issue.
2: Like I said, there's so many small things that happen in each of these issues that you just you forget about it until you go back and you look at it again.
1: Right. All right, Issue 5, Battle of the Four Armies. Um, they have a cool breakdown on one of the pages, but basically you have Fantastic Four, the Avengers paired up with She-Hulk Hulk, Um, the X-Men, Magneto's kind of on his own, and then you have the villains. Doctor Doom is kind of on his own to some degree, although he's helping the villains, and then Galactus is just staying out of it.
2: Building his world-eating machine. Yep. And
1: and the cosmic force given form as a living being, the planet-eater, the majestic, dreadful entity who looms over the village, standing upon a mountaintop, whose home ship fills the sky. Mm.
4: Galactus. Oh, you gotta love that. That's that's classic, right? It's there. Ominous. it's so I, ominous. And I
2: think yeah. they even make reference to that. We've got this fight going on, and Galactus is just end there, preparing to eat the planet. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> the ants.
4: Yeah,
5: he doesn't care. You know, he's
4: just hungry. Yeah, ants
5: sure. at the picnic. He doesn't care.
4: No.
1: I love the super retro Ultron too. Oh
0: mm. yes.
5: Well, I mean, I'm, you were talking like earlier, in the first, the very first issue about how he, Galactus just snuffed him out, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, he, Ultron was just going, you know, wilding out, you know, and so uh, and he's, you know, he's made out of adamantium, you know, it's going to be impossible to stop that guy if they couldn't get him under control, and then he just, poof! Galactus is just done with him, you know? And you're just like, right. wow. That's the kind of power you're dealing with, that when, when he doesn't care what's going on at around his feet, you know? Right. Now, at
2: what point does Doom realize the, the power of the Beyonder, and says I need to get that for myself? Does it start it doesn't happen until late in the series, but doesn't he start realizing here that um, I might be fighting a wrong war. I should be gaining his power, not fighting I th-
5: it. I think he realizes that pretty early. Right. I think that... Right, because uh, he's doom. Yeah, he went... He he followed Galactus after the Beyonder, I believe. Right. And didn't he get through the Rift and into the Beyonder ship? Oh, yeah. Doom yeah, straight up is. makes it onto the ship. And I think less. that's where he, he ran into Claw. You know, and then when he... Uh, uh, eventually, the Beyonder—or I'm sorry, no—he went to the Galactus ship, and then the Galactus security system eventually found him and expelled him and Claw from the ship.
2: And that's when Doom goes, "Such power! I need that for myself." Yep. yep, absolutely. Right, because I—I actually remember now. Yes, he's in the ship, and he can actually just feel the power, of the Beyonder radiating from it. And he's like, yep. I, "I need to find this power. It must be Doom's." And then, "Wink, you're out." Yep. All right, so. Are we going to move to seven, or do we just want to jump right to eight? Because eight's where the big thing happens. Actually, does it happen in eight or at the end of eight? It happens at the end of eight, right?
1: I believe so. There's a lot of big stuff that comes out of the last couple issues. I Com- mean, this this whole series in general, there's so many things that just propelled the, the future of the Marvel storylines going forward.
5: Oh, yeah. Um, this was a. I mean, out. that's why it's on every comic book shop. And generally speaking... You know um. <laughs> right, and it's and again, it's so funny because it was originally conceived just to sell the toys, but I mean, like you said it was it was a fantastic story, even under under those conditions. Well, you have to wonder when they were writing a
2: story, did they say, okay uh, we're, we're trying to appease Mattel, but we need to make this
4: actually be a story um that'll sell absolutely. I would think that they would be doing that because you know it and for no other reason, professional pride I know. I know they want you to put out something to, to, you know, to sell toys and everything like that. But at the same time, you don't want to put out something that's junk. Right.
2: Well, well here's the thing, though. Um, criticism then, and actually there's still some now, is that it wasn't – the dialogue wasn't very good.
4: It was kind of cheesy and, and kitsy. Um, oh, yeah. You, like with uh, the humor by that one woman saying, I'll tumble for you. Isn't that something out of – this was in the 80s. Wasn't yeah, that in, like, yeah. A, yeah. A man from, like like a the 70s?
3: Yeah, he's he's trying to he was trying to use Boy George's lines to match. it's Culture Club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: There's a difference. It was culture club. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how's it different? Because for, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for uh, Man- Culture Club yeah. is an excellent band. Yeah. And they oh, were. Yes. Ugh. There's more there's more to culture club than Boy George. Yeah. All right, so yeah, it is in the end of
2: uh, eight. It so, is on
1: the last two pages. So
2: what I really love about this issue, for you guys who haven't read this, there's been like three battle royales. There's one and two. There's, I'm pretty certain there's like one and four and, and six and seven, right? That's where they have all these fights. Oh, yeah. And everybody's clothes just gets demolished, like Yeah, all destroyed. Equipment, yeah. So remember, early on, Beyonder has given both of them, here is your base. Here's all your magnificent toys in your base. See you. doesn't tell any of them what any of the toys are. They yep. just, here you go. Um, Which is immediately a recipe for disaster. You almost think the Beyonder is like, let's see how quick it takes them to blow themselves up. Right. Um, So there is a a respite in the battle. Um, Both sides go off and they're licking a wound, so to speak. And then Spider-Man comes walking through the base. And all of a sudden, I know it's Thor and maybe Captain America. They come out and they've got brand new clothes on. And Spider-Man is like, hey, where did you guys get the new clothes? (laughs) Got the threads here oh, oh yeah oh well there's there's a machine in the next room that makes them all right cool who is it anyway Olivia? that tells him this i
1: think um, it's thor and cap yeah it's thor and hulk
2: yeah thor and hulk
1: it's in there spider-man you just think into it and it produces any sort of cloth or clothing you want
2: right so what's great is he was all right awesome he goes in there and this panel is classic because you see him standing there i miss all these machines yeah. and he's like uh which one is it? <laughs> yep, but he's
5: left all alone
2: in there. Right. now. So, so oh, it must be this one. And all of a sudden, he starts thinking about it, and this little red ball comes out and lands on his hand. And you're like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. And then he even goes, well, it says, this is not what I would have made, but he even attributes it to maybe the Spider Woman's costume that he'd been thinking of. Because remember, yeah, exactly. Julia Carpenter shows up, and he'd been thinking about it. So, he says, well, maybe Machine did that. The scene when you know you are screwed is when he makes something. He says something about how do I get this off, and it changes to his regular clothes or it retracts. Yeah. So he goes back and he tells the guys, "Oh, hey man, this is fantastic. Do your clothes like you know change form or are you, you retracting?" Them when thoughts, you think about it, yeah. I'm like, "No, they're just clothes."
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and right then you're like, "Oh, I, this is I not wonder, good." Should I
4: worry about that? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we find out, you know, much later that we probably should.
3: Yeah, exactly. Good, like, good going, Peter. Just one more trick to be under. You did right. it again.
2: Because right then and there, he even goes, then why does mine dot, dot, dot? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is not good, You're like, good, oh, Peter. my God.
3: <laughs> this is not going to be good. And as time went on, we found yeah, out it was This is it not and well, Peter. Yep. All
2: right, so we got about six minutes. Let's go ahead and start zipping on through here. Um, when do we get to the... Beyonder goes down, but
5: Doom takes his power.
4: Well, nine is when they go after yeah. Galactus, because he's getting ready to eat the planet. Yeah, so they right. have to stop Galactus.
5: And I think that while that fight is going on, that's with when Galactus, Doom, going that's going when Doom makes his move right. on the Beyonder. On the
2: Beyonder. Right. Because doesn't he also correctly surmise that he's busy with Galactus? I, now's my chance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, now's my chance to strike and get,
4: and get the Beyonder's power.
5: And uh, he, like, cuts, he cuts Claw up and, like, makes him an, into right. a machine to, to collect all the power from the Beyonder. Probably one of the most grizzly ways to yes, kill. Yes, very grisly, <laughs> Very grizzly for selling toys. <laughs> right. Well, just for, for Marvel
2: in general, because yeah. it's one of the few times they kind of show you the death on Paddle, you know, cutting them all
5: up he, and, like, he wasn't dead. Them. He was a projection of sound. He was, right. like, a physical projection yeah. of sound. And so, I mean, it's like, okay, it's still a little grizzly. Right, absolutely. Yeah,
4: yeah we're chopping anyone up. Yeah, it's, it's like, like
5: dismembering Olaf from Frozen. Is it morally wrong? I don't
2: know. <laughs> well, that was great. As soon as you said to Olivia, you went, aw.
3: Let it go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Let it go. <laughs> right? Oh, man, that
3: is brutal. If he said no, don't let it go, don't get
1: it stuck in my head. <laughs> I have some very young nieces, and that's it's oh. That's oh. all they do is sing that song. Oh, my <laughs> wow!
3: Well, be glad you weren't here last week. So, I have a oh.
1: question
2: then <laughs> how do they defeat Doom? Doom gets beyond power. Is it just
5: a simple matter of because I, I don't remember, like I said, I haven't. Didn't get the chance to hear it. Well, he comes down and his he reveals his face, and his face is unmarred and unscarred and stuff well, like that. That's right. And he claims that he's enlightened now. He's like, I've I've gained the Beyonders' power. When really the Beyonder had like uh, attached himself to Doom and was like messing with his mind, you know. And so um, he basically says, "It's all cool now. I'm I'm real chill. I'm not Doctor Doom anymore. I'm 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 like a peace, love, and peace, love, and happiness kind of guy now." And everyone just kind of like, oh, okay. I guess we should go home. And then they all, they all <laughs> seriously, this is what happens. Yeah. And um, then they all are trying to figure out how to get home. And Molecule Man end, ends up like pulling up a, a section of, what was the city? Denver. Yeah. Right. And flying it, it off. Pops just, them plus in. just fly back, you know, however long it takes. And, and
2: that's what, I'm glad you said that because three things come out of this that were both good and huh? Eh. Yeah. The first one, the thing was already running. Um, so at issue 10, Um, of the thing which ties into Secret Wars when they're all going home he tells Reed I think I want to stay here I want to explore this planet I can be human here I can be sustained here I want to explore fine great they all go back home we get She-Hulk and Fantastic Four who ends up being phenomenal in that oh yes Um, but here is my my problem with this in the first issue it is established Battle World was created by the Beyonder he just pulled all these pieces together and popped it there, right? Yep. Where did all these civilizations come from that Thing is exploring in his series? That's a very good question. Because it runs for 12 issues where he finds all these other different um, races and villages. If if he just created these out of nothing and said, I'm making this world for you guys to fight on, why did you feel
5: the need to populate it with species that they were probably
2: never going to meet?
5: To Beyonder, Beyonder is like a godlike character. Right. He made the bases. Right. Why wouldn't he have made those people? Why did not he even made those healers that would cause the people to fall in love with them is to distract them. Right. You know? But, we, uh, all the technology that, you know, Reed was trying to figure out, that was a distraction for him. Right. His mind was working on, how do I figure out this equipment? It's so like, it's all, even the costume, Spider-Man's costume, it's all part of the Beyonder scheme.
2: So then the next question becomes, was he planning to just leave Battleworld there when they were done? Or was he going to demolish it?
5: But yeah, he's, he's like a god, but he's like a child where he, had, he lost his attention. He, he got a hold of Doom and now he doesn't care anymore. That's like true. God, he's got be, a new toy.
3: Mark says, like God, the Beyond created a whole, a whole world, one of his favorite covers of all time.
0: Right.
2: My other issue is, um, and, I, and I get kind of why you did it, is you take all these heroes off Earth and you put them on Battle World. And then the next issue of their regular book, they're right back. And now suddenly. You're reading your series, say Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, or Avengers, and you're finding out what happened on Battleworld, and now it takes you 11 months to find out what happened on Battleworld. Uh, Comics in the 80s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> why, why couldn't you have left those books without those characters because you didn't want to have Spider-Man without the main title, Randy? Duh. Uh, I get it. But obviously, something like The Avengers or Fantastic Four could have done without those lead characters for those several sort of months while you told the story. Mm. Um, so it's, it's just like Crisis on Infinite Earths mm-hmm. when they were, DC was doing that and Wolfman and Perez's original pitch was cancel all the titles, run nothing but this, and start everything with a new number one. And DC went, <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> Which then they turned around and did it 30
3: years later. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. i
2: exactly. that all the time.
3: But in truth, this miniseries was just like what you said—the dialogue and everything. If you looked at the toy or TV tying comics, the 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 dialogue was absolutely terrible. Right. But thank God for the Spider-Man animated series that helped redeem Secret Wars a little bit. Because if you recall, they had a uh, what was well, I think it was like about four parts, or two or three parts where they had um. I don't know. Now, it wasn't everybody, but um, but um, it, was, it was better than, than
5: <laughs> reading is that nothing.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, also, too, another thing that comes out of this is we start getting the reversal of the Intelligent Hulk. We, right. The Savage side starts coming back out. Right. Uh, the other thing that happens, too, and I, I have to touch on this because even though the series was crap, Secret Wars 2. Um, where Beyonder decides, well, maybe I need to experience life as a human. Um, the one thing that comes out of this, which for me was fantastic, is he finally awakens Owen Reese as model command says, do you realize the level of power you have? Because you've been squandering it all these years. And it's kind of like, Bing! And then Owen Reese is like, I get it. I'm the most powerful man in the mm-hmm. universe. Remember this? Yeah. mm mm-hmm.
0: I need to go back. Well, don't Are forget
4: about the, the part where he replaces death with a man named Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> was, that ever, was that ever resolved, or has Thanos just had the hots for a guy named Dave all these
2: I don't know. In fact, I think that was a quote somewhere when talking about the, the whole Infinity uh, uh, Crusade and Infinity War was that, uh, you know, he's actually in love with a guy named Dave.
4: <laughs> yeah, because I never under—I never knew whether they, they ever retconned that back or returned it back to Mistress Death, or if it was just you know he had like the other hot to go look. But I yeah. mean, not think there's anything wrong with that. If he wants to be with Dave, he wants to be with Dave. But right. I
0: mean,
2: I know that he eventually masquerades as President because the real one becomes you know sick and anyway. That's a Dave reference to the movie that none of you got. So just oh like, yeah,
5: well, that's that's Kevin it. Klein. Yes, it. sir. Well, there are two movies named Dave. One had Eddie Murphy, and one had Kevin Klein in Sigourney. Well, World. I was mentioning the good one. I don't know. I thought the Eddie Murphy one was pretty uh, To be honest,
2: I haven't seen it. All right, so Secret Wars, um, very important series in Marvel Comics history, and it was originally created just to sell toys. Wow, well, what do you know, right? Um, it's no Micronauts, though. Nah, not by a long Best shot. Best toy comic book ever. Um, want to remind everybody Mad Men does Shock Monkey Radio every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. here on FXBG Public Radio. We do have Facebook.com slash Lost in a Long Box. Uh, we've been trying to post more stuff on there as they come up. Um, unfortunately, we're all busy. I'm going to start cracking some whip, make sure we all do that. Drop us a line, please, at LostinLongBox at gmail.com because Enos is lonely. Oh. And then we have Patreon.com slash FXBG Public Radio. He gave me the look like I'm not lonely.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, of course, our, uh, our sister Facebook groups, Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture and Gather Together the Greatest Superhero Teams. Uh, It's been fun. We will talk to you all next week. Um, Good night everyone. Be safe.
0: Oh yeah. Good night folks. Good night everyone.